0: and welcome to another episode of the game ball podcast and no i know you're probably thinking hey this is another prospect showcase but you are wrong this is not we are doing an nfl mock draft and i say we because we have a guest actually on the show do you have any guesses of who it may be uh no you're wrong it's not kyle duggar or james morgan it's better it's my guy, Drew Byrne. He is coming on, and we're both going to do a mock draft. I'm going to share mine. He's going to share his. Mine's, you know, more likely to happen because I'm more of an expert. But, hey, it is what it is. But welcome back, Drew. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, just
1: grinding through quarantine and trying not to laugh while you say that yours is going to be a better mock draft.
0: Hey, you know, the truth hurts sometimes, all right? And it's going to be a lot better, more realistic, okay? All but, right, I'm sure, I'm sure. And You know a lot of people are probably wondering hey Are you with drew right now in person because I saw you guys were doing some episodes, you know in Clemson together So you guys obviously know each other well We're not because we were in quarantine, so I'm stuck in my house and he's he's coming on over over the phone right now So, you know, let's hope there's no technical difficulties like the the real draft is gonna have
1: Fingers crossed, you know, hopefully we won't have our mock drafts hacked into
0: hey see That would be an issue for you, but not for me, because me being a smart guy, I wrote it on a piece of paper.
1: That's true, that's true.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, they can't steal unless there's a camera on here, so hopefully there's not a camera. But yeah, we're going to do a first round mock draft, picks one through pick 32, including trades, so whenever a trade comes up, whenever we pick, we'll remind you of what happens, so you just don't forget. So uh, I guess we'll start off, you ready? Oh yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. ready to go. Alright, and so, for the number one overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select, Joe Burrow, LSU. That's oh, who I got going. I know, I, I know, you know, I was thinking about giving him a, you know, a good old Jacob Eason, right? But I said, nah, nah, let's give him Joe Burrow, he's pretty good. Who do you have him <laughs> picking? Uh, yeah, I also have him going, Joe Burrow. Yeah. This might be the... I, yeah, closest
1: thing to a lock as
0: possible. Honestly, you bet on it, cause like you're gonna get your money for it. just bet the bank. But I think it's gonna happen. Obviously, he's coming off a Heisman Trophy season, a national season, a national championship season, arguably the best season in college football out of any player there there's ever been. So you know it's gonna be happening. The Bengals need a quarterback. A lot of rumors. A lot of people are trying to make rumors. I should say like, oh, the Bengals they could trade to the Dolphins. You know what if the Dolphins offer? five first-round picks, you know, like, what's going to happen? Look, I don't think they should—nobody should be listening to the noise. The Bengals are just going to go with Joe Burrow. They're going to get him. You know, he's an Ohio guy. He's going to go to Cincinnati, and I don't think the Bengals— I don't think Joe Burrow's going to want himself to be out of Cincinnati like people are also trying to make, you know, people think because, like, look, here's, here's here's the facts. Joe Burrow is going to a great team with the Bengals on offense. It's underrated. They got A.J. Green. They kept him. Still a pretty solid wide receiver. They got, you know, uh, Tyler Boyd, a really solid wide receiver, one of my favorites. They have John Ross. Look, if he comes back and they start using him right like he was last year before he got hurt, that could be an interesting piece right there. They have a quarterback to teach him with Andy Dalton. Joe Mixon, if they were paid the man to have a top top 10 running back, they have some quality offensive linemen like Jonah Williams and Billy Price coming back from injury. So I think the Bengals are a good fit for Joe Burrow. But uh, pass on over to you Have any... Um, Anything to say about my boy uh, Joe?
1: Uh, I think you wrapped it up pretty well. You know, Joe Burrow—he's the—he's the obvious choice. You know, he had 60 touchdowns last year in one season. You know, NCAA record—you can't really do much better than that. Undefeated season. You know, like. It's not. they're not going to pick anybody else. Like, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati fans will riot if they decide to pick <laughs> someone else. And he is going into a pretty solid situation. Like, compared to what Kyler Murray went into last year as the number one pick, he's got way better weapons going on. And, hey, who, know, who knows what's going to happen this year? They could be a sneaky team to maybe win, like, six games.
0: Oh, hey, six games is more than five games and four. You know, it's more than a lot of games, if you think about it. But, uh, six no. times as many as they won this year? Honestly, that's... No. <laughs> For Cincinnati but uh, I do want to say though I do think Kyla Murray was better is a better player to go into a bad situation just because he has more pieces or he can do more as just a player in general where I think Joe Burrow is a little bit more one-dimensional I think that he's a de- I think he's a decent quarterback and I wish him success like I really want to see Cincinnati have a good pro like a good team because you know obviously when they have the Marvin Lewis era era they were doing well but they couldn't win a playoff game so I want them to get that W and I you don't because you're a Steelers fan so you're probably hating on Cincinnati but you know, like I just I hope Joe Burrow can get it done, but I just don't see him being able to really elevate a team that much just because I feel like he's more of a he can he can place the ball well, but he doesn't have a huge arm. You know, he he's not super mobile but he can move in the pocket. So we'll see what happens there. Do you have any uh I remember I heard you talking about a little player comparison with Joe Burrow. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, little little player comparison with Joe Burrow. You know, you guys might think this might be a little disrespectful to Joe Burrow, but you're just gonna have to hear me out on this one. So, Joe Burrow is like like Mitchell Trubisky, but on steroids. Because, right, so hear me out. So, they both don't have, like, a big arm. Like, Mitch Trubisky doesn't have a big arm. Joe Burrow doesn't have a big arm. But they are both pretty accurate in college. They're, like, sort of athletic. Like, they're athletic enough to make some plays, but they're not, like, super athletic. Like, I don't know, Kyler Murray or something like that. Or even Josh Allen. But uh, they're both pretty solid. They both only had one good year in college, right? Because Mitch Trubisky only started basically one year in college, and Joe Burrow wasn't very good last year. So, mm-hmm. so I feel like there's a little bit of a risk. But I, I think he's going to be a lot better than Mitch Trubisky. I just think he's in the same sort of same sort of mold as Mitch Trubisky.
0: I I don't think he's gonna be like Mitchell Trubisky because you know Joe Burrow can actually throw to two sides of the field, on like Mitchell Trubisky can. So that's always a, that's always a positive thing right there. So I think that kind of rules it out. But I, also Drew, I think you just made us lose like a hundred viewers. Just basically all our fans are gone. No one's listening to this anymore after that horrible comp. Because I'm just not a fan of it. All right. I don't think Joe Burrow is gonna be like Joe Montana and like everybody's saying, you know, or something wild like a just a, an elite quarterback or Tom Brady or something. But I don't think he's gonna be a Mitchell Trubisky. All right, even if he's on, even if he's on steroids, even if he's on steroids.
1: I think he'll be. I think he'll solid. He'll yeah. be like a quality
0: starter in the NFL, yeah. and that's all the Bengals can really ask for yeah. right now. Honestly, I guess. Like I might think Andy Dalton's pretty good, but uh, you know, enough talking about the freaking Bengals. That was the most publicity they've gotten in their entire lifetime <laughs> ever of existence. But uh, moving on to number two. I think this is also not as lucky as a lock, you know, but it's still pretty solid lock. But pretty locky, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I got the Redskins going Chase Young out of uh, Ohio State, you know, an animal. He's one of five players to have ever received a perfect grade. Uh, you know, there's other four players being Saquon Barkley. He did, a, you know, a few years ago, and then there was uh, Patrick Peterson, Von Miller, and Andrew Luck. So you know, all solid options, all solid players, all had great careers. So I think Chase Young is going to continue that. He's just a big body. I think he's one of the best players to come out in years. And he's just, I think, I think he can, you know, do some damage. You know, especially if he can learn a couple of skill moves instead of just overtaking people with just his moss, massive built. Uh, he could do pretty well for the Redskins. Yeah,
1: I also have the Redskins taking Chase Young. You yeah, know, he, uh, he set the Ohio State single-season record for sacks last year. And, like, if you think about the pass-rushing players, they've just had come out, like Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, and he did better than those guys. You know, he was well, a Heisman Trophy candidate for a while until, like, the last three games of the season as a, as a defensive lineman.
0: Yeah.
1: So, like, I feel like he's... He's a lock to be like super good in the NFL. Yeah. Like you can totally see him coming in here and winning defensive player of the year and being possibly even like an all pro or a pro bowler
0: his first yeah. year in the league. So, okay, look, before we move on, because I don't think there's much to say about, you know, the Redskins and Chase Young, I do want to say one little thing, though, because everybody's hyping up Chase Young. Everybody's saying he's so good. But here's what I want to say, though. You know, going back to the whole, like, Ohio State having great pass rushers, obviously that's going to help him, meaning he'd learn from great play, like great coaches, and he could do extremely well. But, you know, Nick Bozo was out for, like, half the season his final year. Joey Bozo was injured a few games. So, like, I guess it's all relevant because Chase Young was also hurt. So, you know, so it all makes sense. But, like, or not hurt, but suspended. But my, my only concern about Chase Young is, like I said, if he can work on his skill moves, his, his way to get past the offensive of linemen, he can have great success. And I know if you're just a big guy, you can you can still do well in the NFL. But I feel as if if he just relies on his being just strong and just being a massive player, he's not going to have as talented as, be as talented and have as great of a career as many are saying. Because he needs to work on those moves because at the next level, you know, you can just double team him or just put a, a really good offensive lineman on him. He can't do as much damage, you know. You can see late in the year that he was having issues against teams because they were placing double teams on him. So, you, never, you know, who knows? Maybe they're not going to be able to do that in the NFL because there's all players are talented there. But it just, I just feel like Chase Young, if he really wants to be what people are hyping him up to be, he needs to work on his skill sets and be able to develop more moves to get past, like, offensive linemen. So, that's my only concern with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but I feel like he will develop those, you know, like, it seems like he's got a good work ethic and everything, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, it would be better if he was, like, in Nick Bosa's situation from last year, where they have a bunch of other good pass rushers, but, you know, they've got, like, Ryan Perrigan. And Montan-
0: Jonathan and Allen. Team. they got some solid options there. Allen. So,
1: like, yeah. they're solid, so they, so they can't just, so offensive line won't be able to just focus all of their attention on Chase Young yeah, that's so right. I feel like he'll still be
0: fine yeah well we'll see you know I mean it doesn't matter if we're playing the Giants all the time so it's fine He's got a guaranteed four sacks a year. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, okay, so moving up to number three, the Lions. Just kidding. I have a trade to announce, all right? Do you? Uh, there's a move on the board right now. I have the Lions swapping pick number three to the Giants. Or not to the Giants, to the Dolphins, all right? So I have number three going to the Dolphins, and number five going to the Lions, as well as pick number 26. And so here's what I'm saying, all right? A lot of people are probably like, yo, who are the Dolphins picking here? I'll tell you. They're going Justin Herbert, right? So, look, let me let me just explain this all out, right? You know, a lot of people are saying, well, they're still going to get Tua. Oh, what if they go Herbert? Like, Herbert's still a viable option. You know, why are they giving up a, two first-round picks? They don't need to do that. Like, nobody really wants to make a move. But here's what I'm thinking. The Giants. The Giants have been saying they want Justin Herbert. Do I think they're going to get Justin Herbert? Definitely not. They're not going to do that. Dave Gitteman's not that dumb. Honestly, he's not going to do that. He's not going to that dumb to jeopardize his own, you know, career as a general manager because if you went for another quarterback people would be really confused and mad at him correct you know whatever but I think there's enough noise going on with Justin Herbert to the Giants as a possibility the Lions will use that as their advantage and say look you want to hop over the Giants right now you know you want to get Justin Herbert so trade up with us and you can get him at number three so that's why I have not give them that number 26 pickup to kind of just be able to make sure they have number three instead of writing it out Alright, and I think they're going to go Justin Herbert over Tua, because they've been mixing in a lot recently in the news that Herbert is a quality player, that they like Herbert. If he were to fall to them, they would get him. And I think at first they were doing it as damage control, right, in case Tua got selected, right? But I think that they really want Herbert. They saw his work ethic at the Senior Bowl. They were able to scout him during the Combine. People, they've been linked to Justin Herbert recently a lot. And so I think that they're going to go for him as almost a safe bet. And I say that in quotes because he's not a safe bet. Because at Oregon, he was terrible in away games. So he's lived in Oregon his entire life. So what how is he going to perform out of Oregon? I have no idea. But I think they're going to go for Herbert because I don't think they're going to want Jordan Luck as a project. They obviously can't get Joe Burrow, and I don't think they want Tua who they can run the risk of in- energy or injury with. So I think they're going to go Justin Herbert and hop over the Giants to get him. So that's why uh, I have that I, trade.
1: I think that's a solid take. In fact, I have something pretty similar going on. I also have a trade at number three okay. with the Lions, except I have the Chargers training up okay. to number three i have them giving up uh, their sixth pick obviously and their second rounder this year and uh second rounder and like another like late round pick next year mm-hmm. to hop up above the dolphins above the giants that way they can get, uh, the quarterback that they want which i also think is justin herbert you know he's a west coast guy he played he did play super well last year even if it was only at home he was still playing pretty sure. well And, uh, like, he played well in the senior bowl. And I just feel like he's, like, the safest option for them because they want somebody who can come in right away because they do have a talented team right now. Like, they still have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and they have a solid defense. So I feel like they think, let's go for Justin Herbert. He's good, and hopefully we can just plug and play him right away and maybe even get back into, like, some possible wild
0: card contention Mm. with him. See, I don't think they're going to start Justin Herbert right away if he goes to the Chargers. I think that they're being serious about Tyrod Taylor. And I know all that sounds to say, but look, Tyrod Taylor took a horrible Bills team to the playoffs for like the first time in like ages. And I think they're going to be willing to ride it out with Tyrod Taylor instead of switching it right over to Herbert. Even if he he possesses the best chance at winning now uh, compared to other rookie quarterbacks, I still think they're going to give Tyrod Taylor a chance. So that's why I don't see them getting a quarterback or trading up to get one, you know?
1: That's I can probably, see yeah. that. I just feel like, I don't know, I think the Chargers really want Herbert. I think they see him as, like, a top-quality talent, and I also don't think, like, I think if they stick with Tyrod, they think that they're going to be too, like, low down in the draft next year to draft a possible replacement or, like, a really good one. So yeah. I feel like they think it's their best chance to get their
0: franchise quarterback. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it all works out, but I think they're going yeah. to try it, to ride it out with Tyrod. Who knows? No, I don't know, but, like... That's what I think. But I got Herbert again going to the Dolphins, you have Herbert going to the Chargers. So pick number four, the Giants. You know, we are gonna get a little uh, a little interesting move right here, okay? This is where it all this is where the fun begins. Number four, the Giants, you're probably thinking, oh, Isaiah Simmons. And if I say no, you're probably like, Well, you know, I saw that like coming. Tristan Wirfs. No. Jedrick Wills? No. Derek Brown? No. Makai Becking? No. They're going Jerry Judy. Alright. Look, we're going all the way back to like a year and a half ago when The 2019 draft was concluded and everybody was looking into the 2020 draft and like, oh, who are the Giants going to get? Jerry Judy. I think the Giants are going to get Jerry Judy right now. Cause hear me out. Let me, let me explain this to you. You know, they're looking at offensive line. They're considering going off an offensive lineman right now, but I don't think they, I don't think they think an offensive lineman will help out the Giants. Um, help Daniel Jones have a successful year. They're like, yo, we need a wide receiver in here. Darius Layton's solid, but that's all we have. Golden Tate's all right, but that's it. Sterling Shepard's a little injury-prone. We'll see what happens. So I think they're going for a Jerry Judy who's a very mature wide receiver. That's something that you need to hear. He's a mature wide receiver. They don't want a headache. And there's not a lot of wide receivers that don't give you headaches. So they're going to go Jerry Judy. They're going to have him because he can help Daniel Jones, you know, really facilitate the passing game. They're going to have him, Saquon, and obviously Daniel Jones in there, and that's going to be their little their trio that they're going to try to build on for the future. So I don't have them going offensive line. I don't have them going defense because I think they're going to try to go for Jerry Judy to just be that stability for that stable force for uh, Daniel Jones to grow as a quarterback. So that's why the Giants go on Jerry Judy. And, you know, another, the other reason why is a lot of scouts have been saying that. A lot of people have been getting mock drafts wrong recently. This is going to be a really weird draft. So let's get a little weird with it, right? Giants go Jerry Judy.
1: Um, I like the inventiveness Uh, the 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 main reason I don't think the Giants are gonna go for Jerry Judy Is because like they have a high pick in the second round and there's a bunch of quality receivers So I feel like even if they do really want a receiver They can get a solid one like someone who could be really good in the second round anyways So I feel like they're gonna go for the best player available who could be a game changer for them and that's Isaiah Simmons Right, like he can play every position, he can play linebacker, he can play safety, he can rush the pass, or he even lined up a corner sometimes for Clemson. Mm-hmm. He's an he's an athletic freak. And there's just he can like that he can play any position on their defense and he can be an absolute game changer, right? Like we saw in the Ohio State game, he changed the game with his interceptions, and he was just all over the place and in basically every single game, like if you watch it, Isaiah Simmons is making tackles, like forcing breakups just doing whatever and he's a real winning player and I feel like I feel like Dave Gettleman's gonna gonna want Isaiah Simmons on his team
0: hey don't get me wrong if the Giants get Isaiah Simmons I'd be thrilled I'd be more happy for them to get Simmons and Jerry Judy but I just feel like they're gonna try to do something different and Dave Gettleman's not gonna go for a hog molly so he's gonna go for a receiver who's just really good and not a diva so that's why I have him going with Judy but you know we'll see what happens there I mean, hopefully they go Simmons. honestly. Number- crossed for you. Honestly. So number five, I had the the Detroit Lions on the clock because they did the trade with the Dolphins. The Lions are going to go Jeffrey Okuda. All right, they've been linked to him all along. Okuda's been one of the best corners in the league or in the in college football. He's year in and year out. He's phenomenal. He's a lockdown corner. Play him opposite Desmond Trufant. That's going to be a tandem that can be really good. And he can also learn under Desmond Trufant, which will help him out. And the other thing about the Lions is, I just think they need another. They need a guy who can help out the number two corner, and then potentially become a really key lockdown corner. And yes, Isaiah Simmons is still on the board. Yes, Derek Brown still on the board for me. But I just don't see the Lions seeing a, a front seven player as a position of need where they really need somebody because they have Trey Flowers on there. He's not. He's not bad. They have um, James Daniels who's on there. Who's pretty. He's a pretty solid defensive lineman. And I just don't think they're going to see somebody like Simmons. As a need or Derek Brown as a need, so they're gonna go to Cuda to help out that secondary, especially also because they lost uh, Darius Slay and uh, they traded away Quadre Diggs, who was one of their starting safeties. So that's why I'm going to Cuda. Uh,
1: I think that's a solid pick, as you'll see with the next pick in my mock draft. But at five, I have the Dolphins because I didn't have them trading up. So for the Dolphins, I have them taking Tua. Uh-huh. Tank for Tua. It's been going on all year, and they've they've managed it like. Don't get me wrong, he's got a lot of injury concerns, and I can totally see why teams will be nervous about that, but I think that they're just going to see his talent, and I think he's the best quarterback, like, if he stays healthy, I think he'll be the best quarterback out of this draft, and, like, he's super accurate, he can play, and there was, like, a story of Miami wanting to fly him down one day before, like, uh, travel bans were put in place. And they wanted to fly him just so that way they could get uh, their doctors to look at him. So I think they're really invested in Tua, and I think that I think they're going to take him. He can sit for a year behind Ryan magic if he needs to,
0: or Josh to Rosen. Right. Or
1: or Josh Rosen, probably not Josh Rosen though. For <laughs> being real, but hey. uh, yeah, I think that he like he's he's a great quarterback. I think he's a really really good talent, and I think the Dolphins would be making a mistake if they don't go for him.
0: Oh yeah, no, I think they, I I like Tua, I think he'd be a great fit, especially with the Dolphins because of everything they're doing, but again, I haven't gone Herbert, because I just feel like the Dolphins are in a weird area of like this life right now, because I think they want to win now, right, because that's why they made all these moves and have a young, but have a young quarterback to kind of build around, and they don't want to roll the dice and take their risk with Tua, but I think Tua would be a better fit than Herbert, but I think they'd want Herbert for everything that he possesses. Um, but now moving on to the Chargers, you know, for me right now, I had the Chargers at number six. I have them obviously wanting to build around Tyrod Taylor. They have a solid offense with, you know, their wide receivers, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen. They have Austin Eckler in the backfield, a great defense. So I have them not going Isaiah Simmons, although I would love to see him and Derrick James on the same team. I have them valuing their, their offensive line more. They've been making moves to help make their offensive line great. You know they got Trey Turner, who was a Pro Bowler. They got Brian Bugala from uh, Green Bay, but I think they're gonna go Tristan Wirfs to really help just have one of the best offensive lines to give Tyrod Taylor time to the pocket and also to run some option routes. So I have I have worse going to the Chargers.
1: Uh, I think that's a solid pick if the Chargers stay at six. I wouldn't be surprised if they take a if they take a lineman there with the quarterbacks already off the board. But I have the Lions uh, on the clock because of their trade back with the Chargers that I had and I have them going the same as you with Jeff Akuda I feel like he's their ideal Darius Slay replacement. He's, a pro- he's probably the best prospect available on the board. He's given up like zero penalties, like no pass interference, no holding or anything last year, and he's barely had any since like high school. And he's just the safest corner, and I feel like he's just the best fit for what they need on their team.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely see that. Like I was saying, I think he'd be a perfect fit. And because I, I don't think Desmond Trufant can be that replacement for Darius like because he's like 29. So like, can't replace him with a 29-year-old who got cut off the Falcons. That's all I'm saying. Um, number seven, the Panthers. I had the Panthers go on Isaiah Simmons. He fell to them. You know, I was thinking Derek Brown because at first I was like, you know, Matt Rule. He was successful with Baylor because he had a dominant defensive line. Right, That's why they had a, a Charlie Brewer and a quarterback, so I think Teddy Bridgewater is that Charlie Brewer type of version of quarterback in the NFL, and they had it stop in the defensive line, but I just don't think they're going to want to pass up on Isaiah Simmons in the sense of a few reasons, right? Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, you know, fan favorite. They're going to want him in there. They just lost Luke Hickley. They're, they're hard and solve the defense. So, at linebacker. So, how do you replace that? Bring an athletic freak who can play all positions. He's almost like a, he's not like Sean Taylor, but he's one of the most, he's the most athletic person that's like that, like since Sean Taylor. So, I think Isaiah Simmons can do extremely well in this system and the Panthers can kind of wait on a defensive lineman. And the other thing, right? They have a new regime in here. So you want to go flashy with the picks you want to try to get fans in the stadium, you know You don't want to go Derek Brown because although he's a great player who wants to go to a game to see Derek freaking Brown play defensive tackle for you <laughs> Nobody wants to see that happen So why not go off that Clemson connection in the Carolinas go Isaiah Simmons who's an athletic monster It can can shine bright on any team. So that's why I'm going Simmons uh,
1: I think if I think if Isaiah Simmons is still there, that's the no-brainer pick For the Panthers, like if I miss him and still there, and the Panthers are on the clock, I would be shocked if they don't take him. But I have him already off the board, and I have a trade going down. I have the
0: Panthers trading down to number ten with the Browns. Oh, I've I've
1: got the Browns trading up, so I've got the Browns giving up um, their first round pick, and they've got two third, and they have like three third round picks. So I've been giving up two of those. Uh, to move up above the Cardinals. That way they can take an offensive tackle. Oh. Because they want they want their pick-up offensive tackles. They need a left tackle. They just signed Jack Conklin free agency to play right tackle for them. <laughs> and I have them going with Tristan Wurst to play left tackle. And I feel like he's the best prospect available. I feel like he's the safest pick. Like Makai Becton, he could have more upside. But I feel like Tristan Wurst is the safest pick. He can also play guard. If they want him to, I feel like the Browns are going to want to trade up, get their tackle before the Cardinals can at number
0: eight. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've been going with Tristan Wurfs. I think that's a solid option. I think that they would want somebody to kind of protect Baker Mayfield if they think that's the guy. And Tristan Wurfs can help, obviously, with both sides, you know, passing and rushing. So I like that move for sure. By the Browns, but now it's up, you know, number eight, the Cardinals. And I do have the Cardinals picking an offensive lineman. Obviously, Tristan worse off the board for me to the Chargers. So the Cardinals go for an offensive lineman, go for Jedrick Wills. The athletic guy, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, I, I know he just likes athletic freaks, so why not go for an athletic guy on the uh, offensive side of the ball? You know, he can learn. He's an offensive tackle. He played right tackle the majority at Alabama, which might be an issue, but I think they're going to try to play him at left tackle. But the benefit of this all this whole thing is, if you don't remember, so last year they traded a six-round pick for Marcus Gilbert from uh, the Steelers. Marcus Gilbert, obviously an old guy, so if Wills does not work at left tackle, he can easily go to right tackle, and then Gilbert can be cut trade it, you know, retire. I don't know. But the thing is that Wills is gonna be able to learn under Marcus Gilbert, who was a really quality offensive tackle for many years, and he can Jedrick Wills can probably become a a, a great one of the one of the t- uh, top tier offensive tackles in the league. So I think Jedrick Wills would be a perfect fit with the Cardinals and I don't I'm not buying the oh, we're going to draft a wide receiver because I don't think they're going to want to give up Christian Kirk for a fourth-round pick, you know? If that was all that was going to happen, they would get more than a fourth-round pick for Trish, Christian Kirk. So I have Jedrick Wills going to Cardinals for Tech, Kyler Murray, to give uh, Kenyon Drake, Drake some running holes as well. So that's what I have happening with the Cardinals. Uh, I think that's a, that's a solid choice. Uh,
1: I also have the Cardinals going for an offensive lineman, but I've been going for Mekhi Becton from Louisville instead. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> – Big well, liker of the offensive, like and athletic freaks that he's got going on. So why not draft the biggest offensive tackle of all time? Who's also super fast, apparently. Uh, I feel like he also the main reason why I picked him over uh, Jedrick Wills is just because of like the spread offense fit. Because obviously, Wills played a lot of Alabama. And, like, for most of his career, they didn't really have that spread offense going on, whereas at Louisville, Mackay Beckton at least had more exposure to that. So I feel like he'll be able to pick that up quicker, like the different things that they're doing there. And it's really a toss-up between the two. I would be shocked if they don't go for a tackle, but I just have not going for Mackay Beckton
0: instead. Yeah, well, let me just say something real quick for my mock draft listeners I have Makai Becton taking a little tumble off the boards because of the DUI charge, because of the marijuana charge. I know marijuana is legal now in the NFL, like if you're if you, they not drug testing for it. But he's still got a DUI, and it seems like he's not a fan favorite amongst, amongst the executives to begin with. Because, you know, people are coming out saying that he likes to cook and eat more than he likes to play football. So they're just calling him super fat. You know, so I just don't know if the, especially if a team, I guess you could say, in the top ten, who's looking for like just a player to kind of help help them like succeed and grow with, like the Cardinals, especially since they're just such a young team. I don't think they're willing to take a risk on somebody like Makai Becton, where a contender or like maybe someone like the Browns, who could be a really good team, might be willing to take that risk at some point. You know, so that's my only thing I want to point out. Um, but uh, number nine, the Jaguars are on the clock. I have them going wide receiver. I have them going C D Lamb just to give that number one target to Gardner Minshew because if they're going to tank or not, they need a wide receiver. You know whether you have Gardner Minshew running at quarterback, not Cam Newton or Leonard Fournette there because Leonard Fournette can get traded because of Cam Newton, but they're not going to be there. But look, let me just say like Gardner Minshew quarterback, he can have a reliable target with C D Lamb. Uh, if there's another quarterback, if they just suck, they they move on from Gardner Minshew. They can get a Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Or you know, just to kind of grow with the CD Lamb, you're gonna need a number one wide receiver for any quarterback you are. So why not just get one here and see what Minshew can do with him, or just another quarterback can do with him as well. So that's why the Jags go going CD Lamb, and I also believe CD Lamb's the best wide res- or has the best potential to be the best wide receiver in this draft class.
1: Uh yeah, I really like CD Lamb too. I just have the Jaguars going a different direction. I've been taking CJ Henderson, the cornerback out of Florida. Obviously, they've traded away Jalen Ramsey. They need a replacement, so I feel like they go with C.J. Henderson to start bolstering that defense back up. Uh, they have another pick in the first round, so they could go with a wide receiver then or early in the second. I just feel like there's a lot of wide receiver depth, which is why I have some of the wide receivers going a little bit lower than a lot of people do. But And C.J. Henderson, he's dynamic. He's a playmaker. Uh, a lot of the – I was looking at his stats and a lot of uh, the – interceptions that he does get like almost half of them he's returned for touchdowns so he can put points on the board on defense which is similar to like patrick peterson he does a lot of that and um honestly the only thing that i can find that i don't like about cj henderson is that he goes by cj because his name is chris henderson jr and cj oh. is for chris
0: jr okay well it's fine bro <laughs> shout out my boy cj precise First PJ person Procise, to ever do it first, first person first to ever do it in the game, bro. He's a tank. I remember my man CJ Pro was just tearing up the tearing up the field with it with Seattle when he was when we found out about that, you know. I don't I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. If you know a CJ call him junior from now on. But uh Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the only thing I've to
1: say about CJ Henderson, though. I think he's gonna be a really, really quality
0: corner. All right, so here's where it gets exciting for my little mock draft. All the moves are starting to fall off right now, pop off. Things are going crazy. We got the Broncos moving out to pick number 10 with the Browns. So the Broncos, if you don't remember, they had pick 15. The Browns have picked 10. So if they do a little switcheroo. The Broncos are like, well, crap. All the wide receivers are flying off the boards, right? Jerry Judy, see the lamb. Well, let's get a wide receiver on here. So they're going to trade their first round picks to pick 15 and a second rounder next year to the Browns for pick 10, and the Broncos are going to select Henry Ruggs the third. all right, so he's going to be there, and he's going to be in the Broncos, because they need a wide receiver, okay, so I have him going there, I have John Elway saying, you know, we need a wide receiver to give Drew Locke, they have a great defense, all right, they don't need anybody on the defense right now, they need offensive players, they have Melvin Gordon, they have Royce Freeman, Phillip Lindsay, great running backs, they have a quality offensive line. I think Drew is a phenomenal quarterback. They have Cortland Sutton, who's a big guy who can make the intermediate routes. They need a speed throw. They need somebody to take the top off the defense. So why not go for the 4-2-8? Not the 4-2 flat, all right? Not our Jalen Rieger, but a Henry Ruggs who actually officially ran it. So I have him going Henry Ruggs right here, who can take the top off the defense. You know, I think this is a little blown-up proportion stat, but, you know, every four catches he had went for a touchdown, so he's pretty good, right? No, he only had 40 catches, but, like, I think Henry Ruggs would be a great fit for the Broncos, especially with Drew Locke, who has that can of an arm to pass the ball down to Ruggs and just, you know, have that top come have the top come off the defense. And have Ruggs can be that playmaker who can just he can just make things happen with his legs. So that's why I have him going to the Broncos. Uh I, I think that, that would be
1: a pretty solid fit with the Broncos. Uh I just don't have the Broncos picking here. Um,
0: oh. so I have the Panthers picking here after their uh, trade with the Browns earlier
1: and I've been picking Derrick Brown I feel like Derek Brown could be a bit of a steal in this draft just because I feel like he's an elite elite prospect but just not, the other teams are gonna be drafting more for need than for Derrick Brown but I mean he's a good pass rusher on the inside he disrupts a lot of plays uh when he was at Auburn and also the Panthers do need a defensive tackle and I feel like it just fits right into play so I feel like this is the per- This is the perfect way for
0: the Panthers draft to, to go. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, like I was saying earlier with Matt Rule and his defensive lineman, I think that's a perfect fit for Derek Brown. But like I said, I have Isaiah Simmons going in there because he can sell tickets and big defensive linemen can't. But you know, it is what it is. But uh, you know, you know, I, I like that move for sure for Derek Brown. But uh, with the Jets, the Jets are up, right? You know, they're thinking, ah, oh, we need an offensive linemen, right? You know, all the wide receivers, the top three, they're gone. You know, that's disappointing. You know, it's like, that's all right, guys. Don't worry. They want Henry Ruggs at speed right? They didn't get him. So they're like, oh, let's go off as a tackle. All right. Makai Becton? Nah. Andrew Thomas not only like them either. So they just don't get an offensive lineman. So they go for a wide receiver. (laughs) They reach. This is where it pops off. Like I said, they need a speed threat, right? They want it rugs. He's gone, but they want a speedy guy. They need a receiver because they let Robbie Anderson leave to go to the Panthers, which is a very underrated move by the Panthers, all right? Uh, But they just need a guy for, you know, seeing Ronald ball to. So they're going to reach. They're going for a speed threat. They're going to go for the 4-2-8 flat, the fastest 40-yard dash time in the history. All right, they're going for Jalen Rieger out of TCU, the speed monster. All right, it's a very Jets move. You know, Look, they need a wide receiver. They see, again, like I said, the run on wide receivers, they're, they're going fast, right? So they're going to be like, yo, let's get a receiver. We don't like getting the offensive lineman available. Let's get Jalen Rieger. Take the top off the defense. He can be really good. He was the fastest guy out there, you know? So it's totally the truth. So I have them going... Jalen Rager, and I know it's a bit of a reach, but I I feel like that's a Jets move to make because they want to get a speed guy to give Sam Donald to help take the top of the defense and try to be a playmaker. I don't think Jalen Rager is that type of guy, but the Jets are gonna think so. You know, like let's remember they went Darren Lee at one point, so like they're they're able to take anybody really, not care. So that's why the Jets go on Jalen Rager. I mean, that's definitely a very Jets move. It
1: would not shock me if the Jets make a wild move like that. However, I have the Jets going for a much safer player. I have them going for Jedrick Wills, uh, the tackle from Alabama, who you had going earlier. Um, I just feel like at this point, they need to protect Sam Darnold. They signed a couple offensive linemen in free agency. Like, they have a new starting center. And they, again, see like the wide receiver depth that I have in the draft. Like, because I haven't been taken yet, so I feel like they can maybe snag one in the second round, but they won't be able to get this quality of an offensive lineman then, and I feel like he's the safest tackle available, and, yeah, they really just need to protect Sam Darnold, give him more time, because he was under, like, a lot of duress last year when he wasn't busy having mono. So, <laughs>
0: hey, man, that means he's getting the fees, bro. He's learning well under uh, my boy, Um, what's his face, Joe Namath. You know, remember Joe Namath, that little <laughs> interview, man? I, I, yeah. I want to I kiss you. Oh, that was so funny, bro. He was getting interviewed, you know, by uh, this report on the sideline. They're asking about good old Chad Pennington. Throwback to Chad Pennington for being a starting quarterback in the NFL. But, uh, yeah, they're like, hey, what do you think about him? And he started saying how much he wants to just kiss this reporter. So, you know, hey, Sam Donald knows a thing or two about knowing a thing or two. Uh, but uh, number 12, the Raiders are on the clock for me. You know, look, there's not been a quarterback selected since pick number three. I think the Raiders, you know, as much as I wanted to say, let's let's ride out with Derek Carr, let's go for it, let's stick it out with Marcus Mariota, right? No, I think they're going to go for a quarterback. I think they're going to go Jordan Love right here. I think they're going to put him in there. I don't think they like Derek Carr. He's getting paid a crap ton of money. They're going to be able to find a way to trade him, believe me. I think, like, he, they could trade him to the Bears for some reason. You know, I think he could go to the Bears. You know, they would figure that out with the cap area with Nick Foles on there. But long story short, the Raiders getting Jordan Love because, like, Jordan Love, people are comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. Not a good comparison at all. I don't think he's like him. I think he's more of a Josh Allen type of player. You know, look, Jordan Love had a crappy season last year, but that's because he lost literally every single person on his team, all right, to the draft. He did not have, like, he had, like, two returning starters. That's it. So what do you expect from this man? To be good? No. Josh Allen, same issue, out of Wyoming. He took a little bit of a fall in the draft because he lost all his players. They both have strong arms. They're both pretty mobile. So that's my better comparison to Josh Allen right there. But I think Jordan Love to the writers would be a good fit. It can be John Gruden's little baby child that he likes to have. Because, you know, that's why they trade Khalil Mack. Because he wants it to be his team, not anybody else's team. If they want a Super Bowl, they want it because it's because of his team. So I think they're going to go Jordan, uh, Jordan Love. I think Mike Mayock likes him. I think that John Gruden will like him. And, you know, he brings a little bit of new life to Las Vegas. Because, look, Derek Carr is not cutting it for you. So why not give a little extra life and have a new, a new face of the franchise possibly come in for the team? So that's why the Raiders go Jordan Love. Because at the end of the day, it's also uh, business. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised
1: if the Raiders go for a quarterback right here. You know they, I think that Derek Carr probably run his course. I do think Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback, but I'm just not sure how far he can take the Raiders anymore. But uh, I have them going with C.D. Lamb instead. I still have him on the board. I feel like they'll see that as like a massive threat to give either Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota, whichever one they decide to start, uh, to give them a better chance of success. because Peterman. Work. It's a massive need for them. Nathan so, Peterman. And I think C.D. Lamb, like he went off last year, he's amazing after the catch, and he can be the true number one wide receiver that they need to pair with you know, the gr- one of the greatest tight ends in Darren
0: Waller. Oh, it's freaking Darren Waller, the GOAT. He's almost as good as uh, Gary Barnage from the Cleveland Browns. All right. <laughs> But, uh, no, honestly, I could see that happening. I, again, I have a run, run a wide receiver, so it's not really one to go. But I like that move, and that could be, like, the make-or-break thing for, you know, Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota both. And if they both stink with it, they could trade, and somehow get a quarterback next year. I see that move happening. That could be an interesting move, but I got them going, Jordan Love. Uh, number 13, the San Francisco 49ers are on the clock for me. So... um. You know I have Derek Brown still on the board. So originally I was thinking about, hey, the 49ers could seek a move. They've been rumored to want to trade pick 13, pick 31. They're willing to make moves, maybe get instant impact players. But you can't pass up D- Derek Brown. He's a, honestly, in my opinion, his number. He's the number five prospect available. Like in total, or not not available, but like and like out of a big board, I have Joe Burrow, uh, Jeff Okuda, Isaiah Simmons. And a chase young above him, but Derek Brown's the number five prospect in my opinion. He's a defensive tackle They just traded the Forrest Bunkner, you know Why not replace the Forrest Bunkner with a defensive tackle tackle put him in there Derek Brown could make an you know great impact play him alongside Eric Armstead and Nick Bozo and they they stick with with the Gotham Distribble last year, which was a great defensive line So I think that's why they can go Derek Brown instead of maybe trying to trade him So I like Derek Brown here in this fit a lot So the 49ers going Derek Brown to stick true to the roots of a defensive line Helps them get to where they need to be.
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like if, if Derek Brown's still there, the 49ers would be really lucky, and they definitely take him straight away. But uh, since I don't have him there, I have them going with Henry Ruggs. Again, like you said, super fast, fastest receiver in this draft, no matter what Jalen Rieger wants to tell you. <laughs> um, he does have like a lack of production. Like last year, he only had 700 yards receiving, while most of the other receivers have way over 1,000 who are getting picked in the first couple rounds. But, you know, he does have the elite speed. He's, like, he can be, like, a Deshaun Jackson 2.0 type. And I feel like the Niners could really use that to help Jimmy G, like, with the downfield passing game. Because they have, like, a few underneath threats. Like, Debo Samuel's a good, like, short to intermediate prop runner. And I feel like Henry Ruggs can be a good complement to him.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I like that move. Um, And, you know, something weird about this little speed, guys, that I want to point out. You know that you say with Henry Ruggs, right? He didn't. Get, he only got seven hundred and fifty yards. Jalen Rieger only had seven hundred yards in the season. So maybe this is maybe it's just like something with fast people. They just don't get a lot of yards. Yeah, that's probably why John Humphrey Junior. didn't get a lot of yards either. But uh, moving on to, uh, uh, moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, I have them going on uh, Andrew Thomas. Okay, they need to protect Tom Brady. They should not reach for a running back right this early. Yes, I think they have other needs, like a secondary that needs to be addressed. But I think Tom Brady came here, and Tom Brady wants an offensive line so he does not get hurt. They have Arlene Marpet, they have Ryan Jensen, some quality players, Donovan Smith on there. So why not just kind of complete the offensive line, throw in there Andrew Thomas, who can really help out also. He can help with the pass game too, but he's, he's mainly a facilitator of the run game. So... If you get a, not a crappy running back, but a mediocre running back, that running back automatically becomes even better because they have the, a great offensive line for running. So I think this goes both ways, even helping out with a running back. So I think this will just help elevate the Bucks' offense even more and really help them have a great offensive line. So that's why I have Tim go going Andrew Thomas to protect Tom Brady and elevate any running back they have there. Uh, I think
1: that would be a solid take uh, for the Bucks, but I actually have them trading down. With
0: the whoa, Eagles. whoa, whoa, whoa. Trade down. Woo, woo, woo.
1: I know. I have the I have the Eagles giving up uh, pick 21 in their second round pick uh, to get the Bucks pick at pick 14. Um, I have the Eagles trading up uh, mostly to get in front of the Broncos uh, so that way the Eagles can draft Jerry Judy. Uh, the Eagles obviously need a woo. wide receiver. All their wide receivers got injured last year, and even when they're healthy, they're still not very good. I feel like Jerry Judy's probably the safest wide receiver, even though I think C D Lamb still has more upside. I think he's the safest wide receiver. Uh, he's really smooth route running. I feel like he'll translate super well really early on, which is what the Eagles need. You know, they're still trying to compete right now. And I feel like he just he's the best prospect available and he fits their biggest needs. So I have them going I have him trading up in front of the Broncos to grab Jerry
0: Judy. Yeah, no I, I see that. I mean um I do believe that uh Jerry Judy, like you're saying like I always like to say, this Jerry Judy has the highest floor, but not as high, not the high ceiling at all. So he's not going to be a bad player for you, but I just don't, I think he has a very low ceiling in terms of becoming elite because he lacks an elite trait. Route running is not an elite trait, so that's my only concern there. But I do like that move for the Eagles because that can help him win now, especially. So that's that's a very interesting move, and I like it. But uh, it's getting a little spicy. Pick number fifteen. So it was original. So for my draft, you know, originally. It was the Denver Broncos. Then it was the Cleveland Browns pick. But now, it's the Kansas City Chiefs pick. Boom.
1: That is, that's definitely spicy.
0: Spicy. Pascal Siakam and Spicy P up in here, alright? He's got a little Spice Spice going on. So look, hear, hear me out, boys. Alright, so the Chiefs, they've been rumored to want a player. They said, oh, we want to get Henry Ruggs, alright? If he falls over in the draft, we're going to trade up and get Ruggs. You know, they said that two years ago with uh, Patrick Mahomes, or three years ago. They said, yo, if Patrick Mahomes, or they said if a linebacker falls in the draft, we're going to trade up and get one. So, did a linebacker fall in the draft? Maybe. I don't know. I don't care. But they ended up trading up and getting that pick number 10 to then select Patrick Mahomes. I think that the Chiefs are just extremely good at throwing up smoke screens. So, I think there's another smoke screen saying we want to get rugs right so maybe trade up maybe rugs off the board that's a little weird it's not going to work because like right now i have rugs off the board but who cares not the point i think they're throwing up some smoke screens and i think the kansas city chiefs are going to make a huge jump from pick 32 to pick 15 with the browns to then select cj henderson so what they're giving up is a first round this year their first round pick this year and a first round pick next year it's similar to the marcus davenport trade that the saints did a few years ago when they traded up two firsts to get him so I think the Chiefs are going to do the same thing, and they're going to get C.J. Henderson. They need secondary help very badly, all right? Their offense obviously insane. Their offensive line, really good. Their, their defense, you know, side of the ball, right? They have a good they have you know good defensive lineman. They need help in the secondary. They have Tyron Mather. Kendall, Kendall, Kendall Fuller just left. You know, he left in free agency. So they need to get a corner up in there. So I have them selecting C.J. Henderson to be their guy. Because they lost Kendall Fuller to the Redskins, if you don't remember. So they need cornerback help. So I think C.J. Henderson is honestly one of the best defensive players in the draft. You know, second best defensive back behind Jeff Okuda. But he challenges for him. Like you said, he's a playmaker. The Chiefs like playmakers on their team. You know, Tyron Mouth a playmaker on defense. You know, Chris Jones a playmaker on defense. C.J. Henderson, he fits that mold. He can be a playmaker and really help the Chiefs, you know, be still be good enough on defense to help them uh, be great you know, as a team, and win Super Bowl again. So I saw the Chiefs trading up and get CJ Henderson. Uh, I feel like that would be a great
1: trade up for the Chiefs. Uh, I have a different trade up going on right now. Um, so I still had the Broncos with this pick, and the Broncos see, oh well, um, like all the like our top three wide receivers are all off the board. Let's trade down, get another first rounder next year, and the Saints trade up to pick number 15 to draft Jordan Love as Drew
0: Brees. Wow. So, Drew
1: Brees obviously getting up there in age. They're eventually going to have to uh, look for a succession plan. They see Jordan Love falling down the board. Uh, they want to trade up before any other teams, like, I don't know, the Patriots or something, can trade up. So, I feel like they want to go up, grab Jordan Love. He can be a, development, he's a developmental prospect, right? He's young right now. But he can develop behind Drew Brees and uh, under Sean Payton, and they'll be able to see like from his junior year, he was really good, and he protected the ball. like He only had six interceptions that year compared to 32 touchdowns, so obviously he dropped off a lot, but with Alvin Kamara, with Michael Thomas, eventually once Drew Brees retires, Jordan Love's going to be able to come into the perfect system to help him succeed, and I feel like the Saints, they need, a, they need a backup quarterback plan and I feel like Jordan
0: loves the way to go. Yeah, and Drew Bruce would go in the perfect system of uh, a broadcaster and go to Fox Sports, so, you know, it all kind of works it. out right there. And Tazan Hill doesn't have to be a freaking starting quarterback anymore.
1: Exactly. He can just keep doing his weird wide receiver
0: can, safety yeah. kick guy, guys. Freaking weird po- – oh, he's so ass, dude. He's not good. He's, like, 29 years – he's so old. He's just – he's a freaking Mormon, all right, from BYU who goes on missionary trips and, like – Becomes 10-year seniors in college. Sorry, Taysom Hill, not it. Not the move for them. Not, not the replacement no. plan, but Jordan Love,
1: Jordan Love is. Yeah,
0: honestly, I like Jordan Love. I think that's a great fit right there. But now moving on, pick 16, the Falcons. They're going for it, honestly. Okay, so when I talk about this guy, like Drew and I, we talk about him, and I, I like him. I, I'm pretty high on this person, but Drew loves him. Like, he actually thinks he's, like, one of the better players in the draft. We looked him up. We saw his stats. We saw how he played. And Drew... Drew <laughs> loves this player. Like, I'm not, I, I Drew, I don't, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Um, I think
0: you're actually talking about I something I just don't like. I no, 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 I'm not talking, I'm not, I'm not talking about Joe Burrow. No, I know you no, don't like no, Joe Burrow. No. I know, because you see he's like Mitchell Trubisky, bad. I'm talking about a really good player for the Falcons. I'm talking about Kayla Von Chason, your favorite player. <laughs> Alright,
1: just so just so we're all clear.
0: He loves it. He mean, says six...
1: on is possibly the most overrated player in the entire draft. Nah,
0: that's not what I heard.
1: He's right up there with Chase Claypool.
0: <laughs> Chase Claypool's terrible, bro. <laughs> he was like, dude, he could be an athletic tight end. The man's like six three. I hope he does not play tight end. Like what? He's not tall. But, uh. All right. Keep, keep going with Keep going with this. So, so on, I have yeah. the Falcons going K-Levon Chase on. So, at first, I was thinking, well, they can't get CJ Henderson right now. Obviously, he's off the board. They're not. I don't think they're going to go Javon Kinlaw. You know, at first, I was like, oh, he they could pair him up next to Grady Jarrett. That could be good. But I don't think they're going to be willing to go after a defensive tackle. I think they want. They need. Defensive and they need pass rushing out. They lot. They Vic Beasley's gone. Not that he was any good for them, but like they were the only guy who people could say like, oh, you know, Vic Beasley could somehow had a good game. So they're going to try to develop a defensive end who can get to the quarterback. He had six and a half sacks last season, which is pretty good. And I've Caleb levon Chase on going to the Falcons. You know, he's obviously a leader. He wore the number eighteen on the on on the team. And if you were number eighteen at LSU, it's like a tradition. Like it means you're a team leader. And you know, like if you're the team leader, you represent. The heart of LSU and their team so being able to wear that number just shows that he's obviously a great player But he can help be a leader in the locker room and can help promote a good culture in that team and you know Allow for them to have success and especially again pairing him up next to Betty Jarrett getting the pass rush going in the defensive line It could be something really good And the other thing I want to say is why reach for a corner because look if you have a great defensive line It makes your secondary better because they don't have to guard they don't have to you know stay you know um, in coverage for as long just like if you have a great secondary, you don't have to have a great defensive line because your defensive line doesn't need to get the to quarterback because nobody's going to be open. So it's kind of like a give-and-take type of thing. So I think chase on to the Falcons would be a good fit, especially next to Jarrett. All right, so I have
1: the Falcons also going with someone who got six sacks last season, except he's a defensive tackle. <laughs> so I have going with Javon Kinlaw. Um, he's versatile. He can play along the whole defensive line. Uh, he's another team leader type of guy and he fits a, I, they need a defensive tackle to pair with Grady Jarrett, and he's a great pass rusher from the interior, just like Grady Jarrett is. So I feel like them two could start uh, wrecking the— because uh, obviously they need to start pressuring uh, Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater and Tom Brady, all the great quarterbacks that they have going on. So I don't think the Clayvon chase on is a, is a bad projection there. I just feel like they'll go with the defensive tackle and Javon Kinlaw.
0: Yeah, you would say that. That's something you would well, say. I
1: also don't like Chase on, but it's all right. I, I do have him going in the
0: first round. Yeah, okay. Your South Carolina bias is kicking in. This guy, he loves the University of South Carolina, too. Like, he's a huge USC fan. So, you, I know. Hate, <laughs> I <hate. laughs> you know, I don't know. Why. He goes to Clemson, and he likes Carolina more. Like, it's it's weird. It's a weird side to see. Anybody that listens to this who's going to Clemson or is at Clemson currently, don't talk to Drew Byrne because he's hella weird. So, um, moving on now. Okay, that was just a phenomenal little, little thing we got going right That's there, Drew. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> okay. Pick number 17 the the Dallas Cowboys. So, the Cowboys, they've been rumored to a lot of players CJ Henderson, gone. Caleb on Jason, gone. You know, they could go Grant Talbot, but I think they're going to be weird about it and be like, dude, Grant Talbot's going to fall to us in the second round, all right? You know, they could go Xavier McKinney, but why get a safety when you have Grant Talbot falling to you in the second round? So I have them going. Jalen. when you can trade for Jamal Adams. Oh, even better, yeah. even better. You know they can. The Jets could trade Jamal Adams and they can draft you know like Van Jefferson from Florida. You know, pair him up with or Michael Pittman from USC. But, uh, you know, the Cowboys pick number 17. I haven't gone Jalen Johnson. You know, they lost Byron Jones, who, here's, here's, they lost Byron Jones, so they obviously need a cornerback, right? So here's my whole theory behind it, though, okay? So you look at the Cowboys in the defensive line and who they have on their team. And you really, like, look at them and see where they're from or see what they've been through. And the Cowboys really like guys who are almost like a project for them, you know? Because if you look at it, right? Byron Jones from Connecticut, UConn. Nobody, nobody comes from UConn, you know, and plays football as well. Kind of, they kind of developed him. Lane Vanderschel from Boise State, smaller school guy. They de- they developed him to be good, right? You know, you have Alden Smith on there. They also didn't develop him, but they're taking a risk with him. Randy Gregory, David Irving. They take risk on players who have high upside. You know, you look at the other the other players on their team. You know, Jalen Jalen Smith, a really great middle linebacker. Yes, he was amazing at Notre Dame, coming off a knee injury, right? So you just look at their team, especially in their defense. They like guys who are unknown, who are talented. But aren't showing that talent yet, or at a smaller school, so that's why I'm going with Jalen Johnson over like a Christian Fulton or a AJ Terrell, you know, a cornerback. But I, I Jalen Johnson, he did extremely well at Utah. I think had like five interceptions this past year. He's really helping helped Utah become one of those powerhouses in the Pac-12 this past season, and he's a lockdown corner. And I think the Cowboys are welcoming the project type of player with Jalen Johnson.
1: Um, I don't think that's a bad pick for the Cowboys. They definitely need secondary help. I just have been going with Xavier McKinney from Alabama. Um, obviously, they, they really could do a corner or a safety here, but I don't think they're going to get Jamal Adams uh, in a wacky trade because they just can't afford it. So uh, we're going to have to go with Xavier McKinney here. He's a solid all-around safety prospect. Um, he can like, play some free safety, strong safety. He's good in coverage. He can tackle. He's just an all-around versatile player. And the Cowboys need some more, like, help on the back end of their defense, so i them
0: going with Xavier McKinney. And I like that, but I just, I think they're going to try to, you know, get Grant put to fall to them. And honestly, Jamal Adams would take a massive pay, to, pay cut to wear the star on his helmet. You know, for at least, for one year, he would take a huge pay cut this season and then become a free agent. You know? You know what I'm saying? That was supposed to be a joke. I don't know. I, that, don't, know. I don't think I don't think Joe But uh that was supposed to be a joke everybody kind of backfired because this is his last year on his contract, so that's why I said it. But uh, you know, moving on now, after that horrible joke that Drew just said. Uh pick number eighteen, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock. I have the Dolphins. they they got their guy with Justin Herbert. You know, they have a quality team that I think are right out with Jordan Howard, maybe. But uh, you know, I think they're gonna go offensive line. They want to protect him. They're gonna go for an offensive tackle again. I don't think they're gonna want to take a risk on Makai Becton. I really don't. I think they want to. They want a guy who can come in, who they know is not gonna be causing any issues, who's gonna to commit to the team. He played left tackle. He had great success. I'm going Josh Jones out of Houston to protect the quarterback, and he's just a great offensive lineman in general. So I have Josh Jones going to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I also
1: have them going for an offensive lineman. I have them going with Andrew Thomas he's still available. I just think he's the best prospect left. They can protect Tua, obviously, because he's going to he's gonna need some protection, because uh, I have them going with Tua earlier, and he can be like their Larry console replacement, because obviously they traded him away for this pick, I think, or their uh, pick later in the round. But, yeah, I feel like Andrew Thomas, he's a nice, safe player. He can help them in the running game. He's a little bit worse at pass blocking, but he's still good. And, uh, yeah, I just think that He'll definitely help beef up their offensive line, which is sorely lacking in quality.
0: Yeah, I mean they got Eric Flowers on there for ten million per year, so that's how you know you. It's, that's how you know it's bad when they're overpaying Eric Flowers by about ten million dollars. So yeah, um, next up, pick number nineteen. I have the Raiders back on the clock, and the Raiders are really lucking out right here. They got they got their future signature caller with Jordan Love on my team currently. Um, They need defensive line. They like Max Crosby at defensive end. They, for some reason, still like Colleen Farrell on the defensive end. So I'm going bulking up the middle. I'm going for a defensive tackle with Javon Kenlaw out of Carolina. Like you said, he's six sacks in the year. He's a really good player. He has that mentality that the the Raiders are looking for. Because if you look at the Raiders, they like those those guys who are, come from good programs or are leaders and they're on their teams or overcame struggles, right? You know, South Carolina not a great program necessarily like of recent. They're still a good program though. But the, Javon Kinlaw is a hard worker. You know, you could hear it. He was he was once homeless. He was willing to put in the work and He's just a quality player who, who's going to bring that leadership and not bring a headache to the locker room like the team wants, and he's willing to listen. So that's why Javon Kenlaw going to the to the Las Vegas, I should say, Las Vegas Raiders.
1: I don't think that's a bad pick. I have them going with Kenneth Murray, the athletic linebacker from Oklahoma. Obviously, they signed Corey Littleton in free agency, but they need a, a partner with him. Uh, Kenneth Murray, he can play inside linebacker. He can play outside linebacker in a 4-3. Uh, he's really well rounded, super athletic. Uh, they can help build on that young front seven with you know the guys who you were mentioning earlier. And I feel like Kenneth Murray, best prospect available. He's just an all round guy who's going to impact their team straight away.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I, I like that. I do like Kenneth Murray. We we're talking about earlier. I think Kenneth Murray would be the best, a top ten pick if Isaiah Simmons was not in this draft. But uh, you know, moving on though. So number twenty, pick number twenty. Would be the Jaguars right now. But I have a trade going on. I have the Jags and the Saints making a move. All right. I have the Saints trading up to get number pick or pick number 20. And the Jags moving down for pick number 24. So the Jags will get pick number 24 and a third round pick this year. All right. So here's my thinking behind it. The Saints, they want to jump the Patriots for whoever they're about to select. The Vikings, I don't think the Vikings are willing to move because I, th- I think the Vikings have their sights on, you know, a wide receiver like Justin Jefferson. So like, yo, let's kind of stay here, see if one falls to us, right? The, then the Eagles, right? The Eagles, they want a wide receiver, you know, so they're like, yo, let's stay here. Or maybe they want a safety like Xavier McKinney. They don't want to move. They don't want to risk the Vikings. their pass past stealing their player, right? So, or the Jags for that matter, right? Um, so here's what's happening The Saints would trade and they're gonna go And they're gonna get their signal caller hopping over the Patriots And they're gonna get Tua think A lot of people are comparing Tua To Drew Brees like saying They're both you know smaller players They can move in the pocket a little bit They don't have huge arms, huge arms. but they are Extremely accurate and they have great ball placement You know so I think the Saints are going for Tua And getting their future signal caller And in- ending the fall of Tua Tagovailoa. Um
1: you know, I don't see Tua falling that low, but if they do, I think that would be a great pickup uh, for the Saints. Like, I feel like that would be the ideal replacement for Drew Brees and the ideal placement for Tua to go. But obviously, I don't have them there. I have the Jaguars sticking here, and I don't really want to talk about this guy this much. But we're going with Clayvon Chase. Hey,
0: <laughs> your guy, Clayvon <laughs> You
1: He can maybe be a fast rush after you, They're probably going to lose Yannick Ngakwe um he only had six and a half sacks last year which is like less than almost every other edge rusher who's still available but you know you know he's athletic i'll give him that so you know what
0: we're just gonna move on but sure he can go number 20 to the jags Woo, kayla son yeah let's go baby all right our guy right there especially drew's favorite player that's if only, if, if, hey, you would love. If only he played at, for South Carolina, he'd be like the oh. he'd be like the best player ever. <laughs> so, number twenty one, the Eagles are on the clock. The Eagles need a wide receiver. I haven't gone Justin Jefferson. So Joe Burrow threw for sixty touchdowns, eighteen and then went to Justin Jefferson. Jeff, Je- Justin Jefferson over over one thousand yards on the season. They they're going for wide receiver. You know they get another they get another the fifth wide receiver off, off the board, and I think he's just a great player. Who possesses he ran a great time, a four five or four like a four four eight. You know, that's great for his height and his capabilities as a player. And I think that they get him as a number one receiver to play opposite of Alshon Jeffrey and really just help out with that receiving game. And maybe, just maybe he won't drop the ball like Nelson Aguilar did. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think that's a good pick for the Eagles, but I have the Bucks picking here after the earlier trade-up from the Eagles to so go grab a wide receiver. So I have the Bucks here. I have been going for Josh Jones, the tackle from Houston, who you already have going. The Bucks definitely need someone on the offensive line. Uh, that's their biggest need. they got to protect Tom Brady, you know, he's really old. So they need to limit the stacks as much as possible. Josh Jones, a little bit of a project, but... Hey, hopefully hopefully he'll work out for them. He can learn from my boy, my actual boy Ali
0: Pet. Oh, so. Ali Pet, the man, bro. He is the so, man. Yeah, I have the Bucks going for Josh Jones. No, that's a solid pick. Number twenty two, the Minnesota Vikings. Ugh. New man, the Minnesota Vikings. You know, hey, this person would be Lizzo, that's your girl right there. <laughs> hey, honestly, dude, he's kinda this person's built like Lizzo. I got them go Makai Beckton, alright. I got Makai Becton going to the Minnesota Vikings right here. You know, the falls ended for him. I think the Vikings obviously are a very mature team. The Vikings are a quality team. They have a lot of leaders, so Beckton can't just do whatever he wants because they're on a young team or on a bad team. This is a great team. He's going to be able to protect the blind out of Kirk Cousins. He's going to be able to open up running lanes for Delvin Cook. And he's just going to be a quality offensive lineman. And the other thing is, people are talking about, oh, the Vikings need a wide receiver. Or the Vikings need a cornerback. Bro, their, their offensive of line actually sucks. It's so bad. They got Gary Bradbury at center and that's it. So they go Mikai Becton, who's, again, would have been a top pick in the draft. A top top 10 pick maybe top number four to the giants if he did not get this doi charge a marijuana, marijuana charge he's having a, a, a almost like a, a larry tunzel-esque uh tumble down the boards. not an orlando brown fall but a larry tunzel fall where he kind of fell 10 picks from where he's projected so makai beckton going to the vikings can protect the blind side of kirk cousins and be just a quality offensive lineman especially in a team on a team where that they're not going to allow that stuff to go on and they're going to be like dude, you have to either you know Cut it out or be good, right? You know, cut it out and be good, or you know, not be on the team. So I got Becton on the Vikings.
1: Uh, I think that would be a solid pick uh, for the Vikings for sure. I've been going for Justin Jefferson, like you were saying earlier. The Vikings do need a wide receiver. You know, it's coming from Adam Thielen now that they traded Stephon Diggs. Uh, Justin Jefferson, fifteen hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns last year with Joe Burrow. Um, I, I feel like he's one of the most NFL ready wide receivers available, which is something that the Vikings definitely need. He's not much of a project, I don't think. I think he's good to just plug and play. He's been going against quality competition his whole career. So I feel like the Vikings go with Justin Jefferson. A bit of a steal at pick
0: 22, I feel like. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Now I got moving up 23, the Patriots going on. The Patriots, they lost a lot of players on their team. Their quarterbacks are all kind of off the board. They're not going to reach for Jacob Eason or fucking Jalen Hurts. You know, I, 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 I don't, I, no, he's terrible, but, uh, you know, I don't have him going quarterback, I think they're fine, the offense, whatever, I think they're gonna go for just kind of a best player available mentality, they lost a lot of players on the defensive side of the ball, like, you know, Kyle Van Nord, Jamie Collins, linebacker, you know, Emphasis right there. So i'm going kenneth murray who's one of the best players in this draft in my opinion Just not getting enough love. He's an athletic monster. He can move sideline to sideline extremely fast Um, he he's kind of hit or miss on the tackling that can be improved especially with the patriots You know how they're known for is like, you know, no nonsense helping them just be the best players they can be And I think that this will be a great fit for him and on top of that, um you know, the Patriots, they finally have a defensive coordinator returning to their team and not leaving after a season. So that's always a positive. And the other thing with Kenneth Murray is I think he's almost like a Quan Alexander type player, extremely athletic, can move, and can just get the job done. So especially on this team, I think you could see Kenneth Murray being a you know, a, a top top five linebacker in a few years, to be honest with you. I really see that with him. I see he has a bright future, especially on the Patriots. So that's why I'm going Kenneth Murray at this selection.
1: Big, big praise for Kenneth Murray right there. Uh, I have Kenneth Murray off the board, but I also have been going to linebacker. Honestly, I think he, this guy might be one of the most underrated players in this draft process. Um, he had 76 tackles, 12 and a half sacks. I'm going with my boy Zach Bond from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's not the most athletic player like Kenneth Murray is, um, but he's solid. He basically did everything for Wisconsin last year he had a Obviously a bunch of sacks, couple interceptions, forced fumbles. He's okay in coverage. Uh, he is actually a little bit like Kyle Van Noy, who they just lost. And I feel like this would be a nice plug-and-play replacement. He's NFL ready right now, which Bill Belichick loves. And Bill Belichick doesn't necessarily need the most athletic players, although I know that he would love them. But he's worked well with players like Zach Bond before. So I think that they go with Zach
0: Bond right here. I think that's a great selection. And I, you know, keep an eye on Bond, that's all I'm saying. Something could be special. Something could be a brewing with him But uh, yeah moving on from zach, you know zach bond to the uh, good old patriots for you Moving on from the patriots in general right now again I have the jaguars on the clock after they made out wild just crazy riveting trade with the saints I have the jacksonville jaguars on the clock So again, you know, they'd be thinking hey, let's let's fix the defensive side of the ball Let's get a corner up in here, but I think they're gonna still stay on the offense I have the jaguars saying you know what leonard fournette's gonna be gone we need a stabilizing force in the backfield for, again, whoever comes onto this team. I think they want to have a quality offense to see if Garnier Mitchell can succeed. I want, I know they want to have a quality offense in case they have a quarterback next year. I have to go on running back. First running back off the board, DeAndre Swift. He can make moves. He's a very athletic guy. He's honestly, I think he's the number one running back in my eyes. You know, he's, he can help out with the passing game and the rushing game. He's just a quality running back all around. You know, TJ Yielding could be a good backup to him. And just really have a great offensive team kind of around whoever they have a quarterback with. You know, C.D. Lamb there, D.D. Westbrook, and now DeAndre Swift in the backfield. So I have the, the Jags going for DeAndre Swift.
1: I think that's a solid pick. DeAndre Swift really really good running back he averaged six and a half yards carry for his career which I thought was pretty wild in the SEC that's
0: that's two and a half more than what you want a running back to get on average
1: exactly Uh, but at 24 I have the Broncos after they traded down with the Saints from earlier Um, I have them going to Brandon Ayuk the wide receiver from Arizona State um, the first, looking at his stats, it looks like he could just be a one-hit wonder. But then, if you think about it, he had uh, 1100 yards and eight touchdowns this year, and he really popped off this year after Nikhil Harry left their team, so he became the number one option uh, for the Broncos. I feel like he'd be a solid uh, secondary player uh, to Cortland Sutton. They need a wide receiver. They need some more threats for Drew Locke. Uh, hopefully. Help his development a bit, so I've been going Brandon Ayuk from
0: Arizona State. I like that move. I think I think he's a quality player, I really do. But um, you know, I like that move for sure for the Broncos. But again, I have a rug going there, so you know that's kind of exciting. But I think Brandon Ayuk, like you mentioned, again a great player, and yeah, he was he was Trout's behind you know Nikhil Harry for a while, and don't forget about John Humphrey Jr. He was also Trout's behind him. You know, so you know, it's a lot of moves happening right there. But I like Brandon Ayuk and what he can bring to that team. So, number 25, I got the Minnesota Vikings. New man on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, this person is not built like Lizzo or Makai Beckton. Quite the opposite, actually. I have the Vikings, you know, sticking out with the wide receivers for at least right now. And I have them going AJ Terrell corner out of, um, out of Clemson. They like their ACC corners. You know, it's kind of a trend, you know. A couple of the players I left that were their cornerbacks. We're all from the ACC. That was, you know, Xavier Rose from Florida State. You know, Mackenzie Alexander, who was actually from Clemson. I think they like those ACC type of players. AJ Terrell is one of those, he kind of fits a mold right there to go in the ACC on the secondary. And I think AJ Terrell is just a great cornerback in general. He was able to, you know, yes, he kind of got ruined in the national championship by Jamari Chase. You know, let's not forget that. But that was the one game. AJ Terrell has been a, a really quality corner to begin with. And I think if it comes between Terrell and I think the other cornerbacks on the on the board currently with christian fulham available and jeff gladney from tcu i think they go terrell because like terrell was the number one cornerback so that kind of defeats the purpose of christian Folan right there right that kind of knocks him out of that conversation because christian fulham was the number two cornerback beyond stingley right so then it's kind of Asia terrell and jeff gladney Asia terrell's proven he's a great corner where Gla- jeff is more of just an athletic guy he's really fast so it's a matter of do you want this the guy who kind of shows elite capabilities or the person who's proven. So I think the Vikings, in that win-now mode, mode, they want to go A.J. Terrell. So I have them going A.J. Terrell. Uh, I have them
1: also going with the corner back. I have them going with Christian Fulton. Uh, I know how you said that he was the second corner, but that's actually the reason why I have them falling so far. I feel like if uh Christian Fulton was the number one corner on his team, then he'd actually go a lot higher than uh, what he's projected to right now because I do think Christian Fulton's pretty underrated. I think he has like all the tools. He's athletic. He's pretty fast. Uh, he can be their Xavier Rhodes replacement, maybe actually give them a worthy Pro Bowl season instead of what Xavier Rhodes did last year. And yeah, I feel like Christian Fulton like he was, he's just an all around good cover corner. Uh, he's good in zone. He's good at man coverage. Like he was asked to do both last year at LSU, which I also think is important. Mm-hmm. So I've been going with Xavier Rhodes.
0: I mean, I for sorry, Xavier Rhodes.
1: Er, wait, Christian uh, Fulton. Shake my, my head, bro. I was. Bro. Thinking that I was too
0: distracted by Xavier. It a terrible yeah. year last hey, year. Hey, He was a Pro Bowler, man. He was good. He was a really oh, good honestly. player. No, but I, I do, I do like that. But I think AJ Terrell again, just being that number one corner. I think that th- that's what they want out of him. And he was putting up, you know, three interceptions every year that he was on there, you know, and he was just kind of like really helping out the Clemson be able to be a successful team right there. So that's why I have him going AJ Terrell again over Christian Fulton And I know what you said about him having a good year, but. I think it says something about being a senior, and I know again Stingley's a quality cornerback, but kind of going behind a true freshman is kind of like a kind of a weird thing to see. But on top of that, though, like Christian Fulton had a lot of got, got a lot of pass deflections, but I think the Vikings want somebody who can kind of make a lot of plays, so that's why they go for an H. because he got again three interceptions a game, where Christian Fulton only got four interceptions in total, you know, in his whole in his whole career at LSU. So it's kind of an interesting thing, but I think they are go for the. Um, the playmaker with Terrell rather than a Christian Volan who can just be a solid corner. But, uh, you know, number so right now, right, pick number 26 is on the board. And out, after the trade with the Dolphins, right, the Lions got pick number five and pick number 26. So right now the Lions are on the clock. I have him going A.J. Epenesa out of Iowa who had eight and a half sacks this season, 15 sacks last year, falling down boys because apparently he just had a crappy season this year. I don't want to hear. It. Like, look, AJ Penenza, an amazing defensive end. I think he's really good. I think if you compare him up opposite of Trey Flowers and then, you know James Daniels in the middle right there, that's going to be a very scary defensive line. But again, Trey Flowers and Penenza coming off the sides, that could be a very special thing to see, especially with the Cuda and Desmond Truffaut in the secondary, and the Lions are building quite possibly one of the better uh, d- defenses in the NFL with those moves that they would make. They have Jamie Collins. They just signed a linebacker. So I think their password should be amazing with an elite front seven, especially with Eponenza down there. And, you know, Eponenza, he seems like a very Patriot type of player. So, you know, Matt Patricia being from the Patriots area, you know, from being from New England and helping out in those schemes, I think Eponenza and Matt Patricia really blossom together, despite what Darius Slade might say about, you know, uh, Matt Patricia being like, Freaking weird as hell and being a bully somehow, you know bully gate on our hands right now But I think eponins would be a perfect fit with the lions and he had a incredible production and the big 10 is a very important thing to see because the big 10 is known for big offensive linemen So if you can get past them, that means you're doing something right and you know He has those skill moves to get past offensive linemen and the other thing about it is, you know, he played in the Big Ten, obviously cold, so that'd be a perfect fit with the Lions right there, because he can handle the weather, he can handle the cold, and he's not going to be, like, you know, dying up there, freezing or something like that. So that's why I have, you know, A.J. Penenza going to the Lions. Uh,
1: I I do love A.J. Uh, I don't actually have him going in the first round, but that's not because I wouldn't take him in the first round. I'd probably take him, like, in the top 20 picks, but I just... I don't know why, but all these NFL teams seem to be really off of him right now. I don't know if it's because they don't see, like, his elite athleticism or something. But, like, he's got super great technique. Like, you can't just luck into all those sacks two straight years in a row. But I have uh, the Dolphins on the clock uh, because I didn't have them trading up. So they still keep their pick. And I have them going with Grant Delpit. Uh, They need a safety. Like, their safety's not great right now. uh, So I feel like Grant Delpit, he's also being underrated by a lot of uh
0: teams right now oh yeah i don't know why i don't know why uh because last year he was supposed
1: to be like a top 10 pick uh coming into this year but hey you know i think the dolphins are gonna get a steal here i think Grant delpit he's pretty versatile um he's got great ball skills like he can get a bunch of picks he can play as that single high safety and just be a ball hawk uh, yeah. For the whole, for the whole defense, and like all the corner, like they've got a lead corner duo now. Yeah, they have so a great secondary
0: back there, and that secondary is going to be great. And they have Rashad Jones on there too at safety, so that could be a really good secondary. And he yeah. can also learn out of Rashad Jones, but as much as I like Grantell, but I have him kind of fallen out of the first round because again, teams don't like him. And I think it's mainly because he did not want to make a tackle in college to save his life. First of all, he didn't really need to because they're up by like forty points all the time, but he kind of did it to not get hurt. So he would be fine. So that kind of hurt, hurt, like really hurt his stock. But I think the Grand elvis is going to be a phenomenal safety in the league. Um, But now 27. I have the Redskins on the clock. You want to know why? This is originally this pick originally originally belonged to Seattle, the Seahawks. Yeah. The Seahawks need an offensive linemen, right? There's not a lot of offensive tackles on the like you know available that are either really good and really young or will make an instant impact. You know, they're kind of like you know Austin Jackson or Israel Cleveland around there, Isaiah Wilson of Georgia, but nothing special. So the Redskins are saying, well, we have a guy who wants out. We have a guy that off stack who's an elite offensive lineman with Trent Williams, but he does not want to be on our team. So let's get a young first, you know, first round pick at a young player in there. So see, I was like, yo, we'll you our pick. They did something similar with Dwayne Brown. Remember when he was on the Texans and he did not want to be there. They swooped in, they made it off, and they made a move for him to have him be on the team. So I think they're going to do the same thing, similar with Trent Williams. Trent Williams is going to go to Seattle, protect Russell Wilson. They get, they fill their need. And then the Redskins will be on the clock, and they are going to select safety from Alabama, Xavier McKinney. They love their Alabama players. They have all the Alabama players on defense. Deron Payne, Ruben Foster, Jonathan Allen, you name them. They have them, all right? So they need they need secondary help very badly, especially at the safety area. You know, that they got Kendall Fuller in free agency, but that's all they have at corner. They have Quentin Dunbar, but Quentin Dunbar does not even want to be on the Redskins right now. So they have literally one quality player in the secondary, and that's it. So they're going to go for the best safety available. They're going to go for Xavier McKinney, have the Alabama bred player right there, put him in there and really just help out with that entire, that entire defense, help elevate. And the Redskins, you know, this is almost like a move. Know how they moved back into the first run I get Sweat. Their Redskins are be a very special team on defense with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Xavier McKinney, Kendall Fuller. And oh, this I could this could be on a come up with Alabama or with uh, the Redskins. I say Alabama because you know they have hella Alabama players. But you know the Redskins for <laughs> Xavier McKinney. Uh,
1: I think that would be a good trade for both teams. Obviously, the Seahawks need uh, offensive line help, and the Redskins just need to get younger and they need to get rid of Trent Williams. Um, but I have to see how it's going in a different direction. I've been going with Yatur uh the edge rusher from Penn State. Uh, who knows what's going on with today? Clowney right now. I don't. Uh, but even if they keep him, they still need a pass. They could still use a pass rusher. And if uh, Clowney does leave or just short signs like a one-year deal to go back to pre agency next year, I think they're gonna uh, need someone. I think Grossmotos can be that guy. He had nine and a half sacks last year in the Big Ten. And, you know, he's just a solid all around athlete. Um, and I feel like that's the way the Seahawks like to go. You know, Pete Carroll, he likes to
0: get his pass rushers, likes to build up that defense. And I feel like they're going to go with uh, him. Yeah, I think you could see that. But the only reason why I would say like they're not going to go for it, I forgot Jada Van Klein even existed, to be honest. Like, it's just been going on for way too long. But uh, they still have L.J. Collar, who they drafted in the first round last year out of TCU. So maybe they want to try to develop him into that pass rusher they have. So who knows what's going to happen. But I think whether or not – if Connie's not there or if he doesn't sign there, then I definitely could see them going. For gross to kind of replace him because you're still going to need another edge rusher. But they keep him. Who knows what could happen. But I like that move for sure with Mottos. Uh, again, not at Peninsula for some reason because who knows why. <coughs> Teams just don't want him apparently. But uh, number 28 are the are the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Ravens going and selecting a linebacker. They, Kenneth Murray's on the board. Isaiah Simmons on the board. I'm going Patrick Queen out of LSU. One of the most solid and just quality linebackers there is in the draft. You know, Patrick Queen's not getting a lot of love. He's really not, you know, because it's all about the secondary with LSU with Christian and Obviously, Joe Burrow's there, not secondary player, but... Is Joe Burrow, so of course get a lot of love. Grant Delpit in there, Christian Fulton, like I mentioned. So I have him going Patrick Queen to help that linebacking core. They lost, you know, if you don't remember C.J. Mosley a few years or last year to free agency. So they're they're obviously in need of linebacker. They lost uh, Awuzie, a a at middle linebacker this season as well to the Jets again. And you know, Patrick Queen was a quality um, linebacker for LSU. He had a, he forced a few fumbles. He was able to drop back in coverage. He had a couple passes deflected. He totaled you know, about 50 tackles on the year. He had three sacks, which is good. But he's just a quality linebacker. Gener- I don't want to say generic, but he is a generic middle linebacker who's not going to do amazing things for you, but he's still going to be a top 15, top 20 linebacker in the league, probably top 15 if he can really develop and who needs to be. And you know that, that defensive coordinator – um, and this Baltimore in general with their defense obviously have they always produce amazing linebackers So I think if you have that that type of you know linebacker production that they always are known for Patrick Queen could be one of the best linebackers in the league because of what he can do So that's why I have him going Patrick Queen and replacing that linebacker issue after losing out in a couple in free agency
1: Uh This is going to be a shocker, but we actually have the same player going in the same position for the first time since, like, the Redskins with Chase
0: Young. That is next (laughs) level right there.
1: Yeah, I also have Patrick Queen. Uh, A lot of the points that you said, you know, he's a solid middle linebacker. They definitely need, like, that's their biggest position of need right now. Patrick Queen's uh, one of the best players still available, so I think that fit just makes sense. Uh, We know that the Ravens do love their SEC players uh like they're literally all over their
0: defense they're sort of like the redskins with that Alabama, and is, I yeah. feel like Patrick Queen I feel like this is just the
1: obvious pick for them to make if he's still available
0: Yeah, and Patrick Queen's like a poor man's version of Dion Jones. He can get you a lot of tackles. He can he can move around. He's not super fast, but he's productive. And now number coming up is pick number 29 which belongs to the Tennessee Titans. So the Titans they lost Jack Conklin, right? They retained Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry. They retained everybody. I was. They lost Cameron Wake again. It's Cameron Wake. So I was like thinking, hey, maybe they need a defensive lineman. But then again, they got um the guy from Mississippi State coming back on the defensive line who was out when they drafted him in the first round. I'm blank on his name right now. Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons. He was going to be a top five, top ten pick, but he was hurt. So they have Jeffrey Simmons coming to help help the defensive line. So I have him going off as a tackle. I have him going Austin Jacks from Southern Cal who can come in. He can replace Jack Conklin along that line and still, you know, maybe not be as good coming into it, but develop at least into a Jack Conklin type of player.
1: Uh, I think that's a solid pick. They definitely do need there. But uh, one of their other needs, I think, is a corner. Like, they've got solid safeties like Kevin Byard. But their corners not the best. so I have them going AJ Terrell. Uh, like we said earlier, he's a solid corner. He can uh, play the pass really well. He's got good good ball skills, uh, gets a lot of picks. and really, I feel like he's a little bit low maybe on my on where I have him getting drafted, but I think anywhere in the 20s is where he's gonna get drafted. And the Titans definitely could use another corner. So hey, I'm going with AJ Terrell. Bro,
0: don't forget about Malcolm Butler, bro. He was an animal. Well,
1: right? That's one of the reasons why they need one. They can't afford to pay
0: another corner with Malcolm Butler. W- yeah, contract. yeah. no, nah, I feel that. I mean, they could try to keep yeah, retain Logan Ryan. Ryan. Who knows what's happening with him? But yeah, I like that move for sure. Um. Now coming up for me is pick number thirty. The Green Bay Packers are up on the clock. They need a wide receiver opposite of Devontae Adams. They have a great defense. They don't need anybody on the defensive side of the ball. Their offensive line's fine. I know they lost Brian Bugula, but they need a quality number two wide receiver. They can't just keep having Val Scandling, who self proclaimed himself as a top five wide receiver ever to play, but then goes on to say, I think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league, but Devontae Adams was not number f- top five. So it just does not make sense. He does not know what he's talking about they can't keep rolling it out with geronimo, geronimo allison all right so i have them going wide receiver t higgins all right t higgins is not gonna be some special player all right he's not gonna be some bad player he's almost like a jerry judy-esque player high floor low ceiling all right t higgins put up numbers in college you know um two years ago right so 2018 is sophomore year he had 60, 59 catches for 940 yards and 12 touchdowns. This past season, he had 59 catches for 1,200 yards, 13 touchdowns, and one rush for 36 yards and a touchdown. Pretty wild stat right there. But, look, T. Higgins is a phenomenal wide receiver. I was able to see him at Clemson. You know, Drew going to Clemson. We saw him play a couple of games there. Even though he hated Clemson, he was rooting for Carolina. You know, we were- <laughs> I hate. I actually hate <laughs> we were able to, you know, watch T. Higgins. T. Higgins was making amazing plays. You know, yes, he got a little beat up a little bit uh, throughout his career at Clemson this past season, but he came back fine. So injuries are not a problem. So I think T. Higgins will be a phenomenal player on that team for the Packers to give that second wide receiver option immediate impact for them. So I like T. Higgins going to the Packers, being that taller wide receiver to pair up next to Devontae Adams and allow for Aaron Rodgers to kind of blossom on the offensive side of the ball.
1: Hey, shout-out to us. I also have T. Higgins going to the Packers at pick number 30. Uh, Like you said, I feel like he's one of the most NFL-ready players. I feel like you can just plug him in straight away. He'll work well with Aaron Rodgers. He's a massive red zone threat, you know, 25 touchdowns in the past two seasons. And I feel like this year he really broke out, like, yards after the catch. He's a lot more mobile uh, than he used to be. Like, it would just, like, break away speed. Uh, so I feel like that's something that has really improved and made him into a first-round prospect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah, I feel like T Higgins is definitely going to help out Aaron Rodgers right here.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I think that's what they need for the Packers. So now pick number 31 belongs to the good old um, 49ers. But I have a move coming up. So the, the 49ers have been voicing that they're willing to trade pick 13, pick 31. They obviously don't trade 13. They keep um, they keep it, and they select you know your boy... Uh, Derek Brown, so pick 31. They've been rumored to want to get Evan Ingram from the Giants. Play him at wide receiver. I don't know. Maybe just do a double tight end uh, set. You know, like the uh, like the Patriots once did. You know, with Aaron Hernandez. So maybe. So basically, what I'm saying is that they get Evan Ingram. Either George Kittle or Evan Ingram's can be a murder, but uh, who knows? Um, but. Honestly, I have them trading pick number 31 to the Giants and giving Evan Ingram on there. They need that instant impact to tie it that uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So they would have him, George Kittle, Devo Samuel have a really great offense on there. And I think the Giants will trade third, you know, get 31 because I guess they don't want Evan Ingram. So that's a very good possibility they could get pick 31 have that connection right there. And, you know, Evan Ingram's coming up in a contract year, so they just don't want to resign him. Who knows? But long story short, with pick 31, the New York Giants select Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. Like you mentioned, very underrated player. Had 53 tackles, 12 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, an INT. He even returned one for a touchdown. A couple passes deflected. He was an absolute animal on the defensive side of the ball. And the thing about Zach Bond as well is the Giants run a 3-4 defense right now. And with Zach Bond, his, his body type, the way he's playing, the way he's built, he's a perfect player to be playing as a 3-4 coming off the edge. And the Giants see edge-rushing help, So Zach Bond would be a perfect fit with the Giants to put on there, not be some, another defensive end for the, you know, your defensive tackle, they kind of just throw in there. He's a quality defensive end or outside linebacker, depending on how you play him. And Zach Bond could have a very, you know, instant impact for the Giants, but can be developed into one of the better players on the defensive side of the ball. So that's why the Giants going Zach Bond.
1: Uh, I also have the um, Niners trading out of this pick, but I have the Bucks trading up uh, back into the first round. I'm have giving up like their second round pick and their third round pick this year. Um, to get to up to pick number 31, and I have been taking Jonathan Taylor. So, obviously, the Bucks need running back help. You know, that's pretty obvious. They were thinking about trying to get Todd Gurley or something, or Melvin Gordon in free agency uh, But they're, I have him here going for Jonathan Taylor. He's one of the most productive college running backs of all time. You know, he almost broke the all-time Uh, career rushing yards in just three seasons yeah he averaged over 2,000 yards a season Um, and yeah he's an absolute athletic monster he runs like a 4-4 and he's one of the bigger running backs available and I just he's my number one running back on the board just because that productivity and uh, he's solid out of the backfield catching as well for Tom Brady so I feel like that's just uh, the best backfield pairing that they can make uh, to go along with Tom Brady, so that's why I have the Bucks going for trading up and going for
0: Jonathan Taylor. I like that move, but I mean I think the Bucks they will make a move maybe in the second round to get a running back. But a player to keep an eye on for to Emma Bay, in my opinion, would be Cam Akers, a big buy a big back from Florida. You know, fan favorite. And I think that he could be a really quality running back in the NFL. So I like that move for Jonathan Taylor though a lot. And so now to wrap up the first round, pick number thirty two I had the Cleveland Browns acquiring this pick through multiple trades, and I had the Cleveland Browns going Ezar Cleveland from Boise State to put it off as a tackle. Look, at first I would say maybe they're just saying Ezar Cleveland is who they want, right? Just to kind of say that we're willing to trade down, but I think this guy is such a random player to say, not just some random, like not just a really crappy player to display like we were so willing to trade down, we want to get this guy or somebody who's like actually possibly be a first round pick. So I think the rumors of Ezar Cleveland is actually true. That I think they want to put him at office tackle opposite Jack Conklin, kinda of developing into a quality left tackle. And so I think they're gonna go there and they're gonna protect Baker Mayfield. And they also have a couple other picks in the, you know, and the arsenal to use to draft a couple other quality players. But I do have them going Ezar Cleveland at office tackle. Uh,
1: I think that's a pretty solid pick, uh, for the Browns right there. They definitely need some offensive line help. But I have the Chiefs still here. I don't have the Chiefs turning up, so I have the Chiefs still up. pick the 32. And I have them going for uh, Jeff Glandy, the cornerback from TCU. Uh, obviously, they definitely do need uh, some secondary help, especially at corner. Like, you had them trading up a bunch uh, to grab a corner. So I have been going for Jeff Glandy. He's super fast. He can possibly... De- he's more of a developmental guy, but he can develop into the number one corner and he can still play right away. Um... And yeah, I feel like he's got the most chance to make that impact for the Chiefs as they're trying to go for their back-to-back titles.
0: Well, hey, I guess that wraps up the uh, first round right here. So now moving on to round two, and then round three. No, I'm just playing with you guys, but uh, that wraps up our little mock draft we got going. But you know, before we kind of end it, I wanted to say, you know, shout out. We wish the best of luck to all the players. I was lucky enough to speak to and interview for my podcast um, for the next three days. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We wish them the best of luck during the draft. And then if they don't get drafted, you know, free agency. And we wish them the best of luck. You know, Kyle Duggar, James Morgan, uh, Robert Hunt, so on and so forth, Jalen Hawkins. You know, everybody that we interviewed, I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast and allowing me to speak to you. And I wish you guys nothing but the best of luck. And I will be watching out for your names as well as the audience and, of course, Drew Burton. And Drew, thank you for coming on, man. I had a great time doing this whole mock draft with you. It was a lot of fun, you know. Oh,
1: yeah, no stuff. problem. Glad I could come on. Give, you, give you guys
0: some good opinions. Honestly, hopefully, this, hopefully for your sake, the you know the Steelers will trade off and get Kate on chase on. I yeah. sure hope not. <laughs> and also, in case you guys are wondering, no, he's a Clemson fan. Drew is a Clemson fan, and he does not like Cade on chase on. Let me just say that real quick and say you now. Thanks for clearing that one up uh, for me. I thought I cleared up for Clean you. Up. you know, people, thought that, people probably thought you were pretty weird thinking you're a South Carolina fan.
1: <laughs> Honestly.
0: But, uh, you know, again, Thank you, Drew, for coming on. I guess I'll give you a game ball for coming on the podcast and talking some Mac, mock draft stuff. But uh, that wraps up the Game Ball Podcast with your host, Matt Simontia. And if you guys have any questions about the draft or any anything you want me to answer, let me know in the DMs. All right, see you guys. Take care and stay safe.